French book called? Other Cats to Whip? Apologies. Uh, Should we do that bit again? <laughs> hey folks, welcome to the Creative Language Learning Podcast with Kirsten Cable and Lindsay Dow. We would like to welcome you to episode 31 of the Creative Language Learning Podcast, presented to you by Lindsay and Kirsten. Lindsay, today we're talking about watching television in a foreign language. I think we can awesome. expand it to watching films. That's more your thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Films, and then, but then at the other end of the spectrum, shorter things, I guess, like YouTube. Oh, yeah, I, I've got a note to talk about that as well. So, guys, there's, uh-huh. uh, there's three, different, uh, three different aspects to this topic that I've kind of broken down for you and that we'll go through. Number one is what type of television do you watch or films or YouTube? Um, number two is how do you watch? That's kind of where we're going to get into our deep questions of what's actually good for your language learning. What's actually, you know, is there a, a right way to do it? Uh, and then number three is where can you find cool things to watch? And that's where I'm also going to download you with the, like my list of recommendations. I'm pretty sure Lindsay's got a few to add as well. Um, of just things that you can watch in foreign languages. Um, cause at the moment it's, it's a good time for it. I think it's a good, good time for it. At least here in the UK. So talk about that. And before we get into the show, we have a very, very special Spencer, a special Spencer, special sponsor. Um, (gasps) Spencer Matthews. (laughs) Who? Sorry, Made in in Chelsea reference there. Oh, Made in Chelsea. No, no, wrong crowd. Sorry. It's TV, but there's nothing foreign language-y about it. It is kind of a foreign language in itself. (laughs) (laughs) Is it the show where they say totes and maize balls? No, definitely not. Oh, okay. Made in Chelsea is like the, I think maybe you're talking about the Inglés Essex. Made in Chelsea is like the posh equivalent. It's just, it's just pure, like, indulgent, guilty pleasure TV. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. I think my, my, have I got a guilty pleasure TV? I am still re-watching Buffy and Angel, but that's not really a guilty pleasure. That's, I think, entirely time well spent because I love <sighs> Buffy and Angel. <laughs> so I don't know. A guilty pleasure TV. So you watch Made in Chelsea? Yeah, shh. Don't tell anyone. Ah. Is there a French equivalent? Is there like, I don't know, Fabrique I'm sure there is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there would be, like... I mean, I guess this kind of genre, as far as I know, it kind of stemmed from America, from things like Laguna Beach and the Hills and Jersey Shore, which I never really, I never watched them. And even like the kind of British, I guess, spin-offs, you could say. So we have Geordie Shore and The Only Way is Essex, Made in Chelsea. The only one that I've ever really watched is Made in Chelsea. And I just, I do, I I really watch it. (laughs) Made in Chelsea. (laughs) Nope, never watched it. Never watched it. And I think in Germany, I can't think of any. But in Germany, we've got a fantastic reality TV show called, and it, it kind of represents, maybe this is interesting as a, as a cultural reflection. So in England, we've got this show about uh, vapid people who have too much money. Whereas in Germany, there's a TV show called Bauer sucht Frau. Farmer is looking for a wife or farmer, farmer wants wife. Um, and it's about Wait. farmers who date and, you know, find love. 
or try to anyway oh that's cute <laughs> it kind of is and it's always it always ends with like a a shot of the farmer and his his new lady and he's taking her out on the tractor almost every single time <laughs> that's funny yeah <laughs> So, no, it, in no way reflection of what Germany or Britain are like. Germany is not full of farmers. Britain is not full of money, I think. No. Okay, so anyway, our special sponsor. <laughs> With this being January 2016, and we're starting, we're starting off the podcast on, I think, the strongest feet that we have, which are our own. So in the next two episodes, episode 31 and 32, you're going to hear our own sponsorships because we don't just want to tell you about our wonderful friends at Hello Talk, at Flashsticks, and at Other Cats to Whip, but sometimes we want to tell you what Lindsay and I have been up to. And this week is a special week. It's my last week that is open for online teachers to join a program that I have put together and I love it and I'm so excited but I only open it once a once a year. It's called the Savvy Brand Academy. Um and as part of podcasters are doing it for themselves month, I just want to tell you about this. So Savvy Brand Academy, S A V Y B R A N D academy.com Savvy Brand Academy is an intensive program it's kind of like a coaching program but not one where I am your guru and lady who knows everything because I think you have a lot of strengths so it's also a mastermind and it's an intensive program especially for online teachers who have started out who may be struggling with finding the right students who don't quite know how to set up all their marketing who want that location independence and we all want location independence it's become this sort of word that everybody's obsessed with location independence but i want you to focus not on the location bit you know just get over that working off a beach nonsense i've worked off a beach and i was just annoyed that i was working so you know get over that bit <laughs> and instead struggling for the wi-fi signal <laughs> the, the beach had wi-fi can you imagine it was it was america of course it was <laughs> but instead you know just just forget that for a minute and think about independence what independence means to you and as online teachers Lindsay and I can attest that when we started out it's it's very easy to list yourself on about 17,000 tutor directories and I I think it makes you into in a somewhat a generic commodity it can take it can sort of harm the voice that you have and in the long run the strength of what you really want to do with students so my longest standing students are people who came to me not because i was listed on italki which is a great place to go and find a teacher but because i am me and because i have always been speaking in my own way and even to the point where last year i had to give up one student i said oh i'll find you a different tutor and I could tell that what he really wanted to say was that I don't want a different tutor. So if that's what you want with your students and you don't know how to get started and you don't know how to do this whole website building, writing about yourself, promotion ideas, uh, how to design anything, and you want an expert to kind of help you and guide you through it, and I'm an expert because I've done it all wrong, then come to me and I will take you on in Savvy Brand Academy and we'll get through a step-by-step -step process <clears throat> excuse me, of building your brand, finding your target market where you can build those foundations that are absolutely essential for getting marketing right. And you can have the best followers on earth. You really could. You know, you, I, there's a I, one person I'm very, very excited about. His story is that he has 30,000 Instagram followers and at the moment doesn't know what to do with them. 
and and would mm. love to work with them more closely and would love to kind of say to them, hey, guys, you know, I, just, I teach lessons as well. Do you guys want to work with me? And they do. They do. Because this is the other thing. Sometimes people say, when are you going to sell me something? I want to work with you. So if you're in that situation where you kind of, you can sort of see a pathway to building your own little teaching business and getting that independence and even that location independence, but it's all a bit of a jungle, then, you know, the Savvy Brand Academy is a great place to go and just work through it together. It's only open, like I said, for another five days. I'm closing it on Friday, the 23rd of January. So... I hope you're listening to this podcast in time and you can read about everything I've just talked about at Savvy, S-A-V-V-Y, brandacademy.com. Go there, support the podcast, support your podcasters, and we are ready to start the show. So, (laughs) So, Lindsay Dow, tell me, do you watch television in another language? Hmm... Not actively as part of my routine, but I definitely have, and I definitely do, but not necessarily TV. Okay, for one thing, I'm saying this as like a answer, I don't actually have a TV. So (laughs) that kind of puts a downer on the the instant yes answer, right? But um, obviously we have the internet, uh, we have a projector instead of a TV, so, you know, we can watch things from things like Amazon Prime or whatever, 4ID, etc., on big screen. So mm-hmm. we do have that capability, but not live. But then I don't watch kind of live foreign TV because I'm a bit kind of like wary of finding it online and are these things legit and, you know, so, yeah, I think that's the short answer. Yeah, I like the I like the projector. I think that's excellent, especially because... It, it makes it into a bit of a celebration when you do watch TV. Yeah, and like, I mean, I say this, right? So we normally watch maybe sort of on a weekend, on a, on a Friday night or a Saturday night, we'll watch something, sometimes in the week as well, on the projector. Like, um, I don't know, mostly films. But then we'll watch TV. Like, I watch TV every day in the sense that at lunchtime, I'll watch something on Amazon Prime, like an episode of, of something. And that won't be in foreign language because that my lunchtime is like the one time of the day that isn't dominated by language. You know, like I start out, I'm learning stuff in the morning. I go to work, it's language, language, language. I'm teaching throughout the day, language, language, language. So lunchtime is like my time of, whew, you know. So I do watch TV and then we'll go to bed and we normally watch something again, but then that's with someone so it's not, foreign mm-hmm. because that's not fair on on Ashley I, I say someone it's always the same person I should say <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got a secret tv boyfriend no <laughs> <laughs> well I was asking um so I think your main foreign language tv is so you actually build it into your routine which is very interesting and I think we'll come back to that later as well whereas what I do is I don't count watching tv as part of my routine it's kind of my it's kind of my or at least watching what what you might be referred to as live tv watching something that is really aimed at native speakers and is full foreign language content um i don't really consider that like a study session but i do i do enjoy watching it and i've been kind of you know 
it's it's kind of my way to stay engaged you know not necessarily as part of a routine that I'm I, I might struggle to keep up with so you yeah. are the kind of person that watches YouTube as part of an actual routine yeah so I would watch YouTube more actively in you know more regularly I think and so I find that with YouTube it's much easier to find things um in different languages whereas like I say with the TV side of things it's like if you don't go through one of those legit services like Amazon Prime Netflix whatever then I'm, I'm quite wary and I just don't tend to bother looking but that said there is um an app called Vicky v-i-k-i which is really really good in particular for finding kind of asian tv series so like um especially like kind of korean and chinese and japanese i think so like from time to time at the minute i've been watching a japanese series on there that's um it's really random it's like a girl who's in love with this boy when they're little and they're kids and then they grow up and he's like a cool kid at, at secondary <laughs> school and she's she's not cool but they still live next door and she still loves him and then for like for some random reason she gets made into like a really tiny person and then he has to look after her that's as far as I've got but <laughs> but you know I've watched a couple of episodes like when I've been doing other stuff like washing up and you know just random like clean the kitchen and it's like this is the dullest task I'm gonna make it a bit more worthwhile because mm-hmm. I feel like there's the, there's that double level, isn't there, of what do you count as study time? Yes. You know, I mean, if, if if you say that being sat with a book and having, like, your vocabulary list and, and everything going on in study time, that's cool. But then if you also include those more passive activities, like watching st- watching TV or listening to music, then that time still mount- soon mounts up. But then I feel like there's stuff in between, like memorise, for example. You know, do you count that as the active time or do you count it as the passive time? Because if you're, if you're actively sat there working through it, it's different to then if you're just doing it when you're on the train. Do you see what I mean? So uh, I feel like there's almost that, like, it's almost like a, maybe a Venn diagram. So it's, yeah. It's, but isn't, that, that also kind of creates a, it creates a kind of perception of, guilty learning and not guilty learning yes yes exactly that's bad then isn't it you can use, it's bad but then but then you have to decide i and this is actually something in in um successful self-study which is my upcoming course you have to decide what you count as study time because you don't want to have like oh well i'm only going to count it if i'm sat there with my books or with my my tutor or whatever mm-hmm. that's yeah. my study time everything else is just extra and if it happens it happens you know you have to decide well that's extra but it's still important and i still want to include it absolutely so for me you know i mean memorize would you know if if i'm doing memorize or if i'm doing i've just downloaded the, the great thing one of the great things about learning welsh being a minority language is there aren't 16 textbooks that you can get there's pretty much one and everybody's got the same one, so that's nice. Um, and it's available as an app. And because it's cheaper, I've, I've downloaded the app. So it's about £5 for the app versus, you know, the full-on book. Obviously, it's a bit more expensive and it's a bit more expansive as well. Um, oh, that was fancy. Um, and this app is on my phone. So, of course, I'm going to look at it like during times when I'm actually on my phone. But because it is ultimately a textbook made into a phone, I will also kind of work through it with my notebook and just, you know, like make notes and stuff like that. But again, you know, because one of my main learning materials is a podcast, I don't 
sometimes I will do the thing because it's such an intense podcast, say something in Welsh. Sometimes I'll do the thing where I have it on, say in my office, and I'm actually pacing back and forth, repeating what the guy says. But sometimes I, you know, sometimes I listen to it in a in a kind of different way. It's a, it's kind of how much brain power do these things demand? from you yeah so just to summarize a bit of tv recommendations or the kind of things that you can watch in a foreign language there i i was asking a few of our listeners and listener colin he came back and said i would like to watch with the whole family which i thought was so cool uh, and they particularly like watching sketch shows Oh, that's nice. I like that. It's that sort of short and sweet burst, isn't it? You know, you don't have to follow on with the whole story. If you miss something, it doesn't matter. You just catch the next sketch. Yeah. And also there's, a, a there's, an, there's an element of visual comedy where, you know, maybe yeah. you, you get it. And I think I'll come back to that later anyway, that visual cues, I think, are one of the biggest pro arguments why we should do this, you know, why this is a great addition to your language learning. Because you get to, you know, you get to read people as opposed to mm-hmm. just listening to them or just speaking. You know, you get to kind of get familiar with how they communicate with the whole body. So sketch shows are great for that. And he also said that, um, so he's, he talked about the visual cues and he said that often there's puns and stuff. So I think Colin's quite an advanced language learner if he's going to start mm. getting the puns. Listener, Chris... Uh, likes watching reality tv like i love this he likes watching come dine with me which you can get in french and you can also get it in german it's called that's perfect dinner and if you're not a really good point i remember a few years ago i went um i was on holiday in europe and in the hotel room there's tv and you will turn on oh my god it's like come dine with me and that familiarity is really cool and also another one that i've seen when I've been abroad is deal or no deal I don't know if that's still a thing <sighs> but that was one that went massive and just had a version in every country and it that familiarity is really cool and it's, it just makes you feel more a bit more comfortable instantly I think because you know what to expect you know what to expect so um for listeners who are not familiar with these um masterpieces of television making uh, come dine with me or das perfecte dinner or I've forgotten what it's called in French um le dîner parfait maybe so come dine with me is a tv show where there's four or five people and over the course of a week they all host a dinner party and at the end of the week like they they secretly score each other and at the end of the week the best host wins some money um and one of the great things that listener chris mentioned was that you you get to see them going shopping because they go shopping for ingredients and they they also do a lot of kind of waffling on about what great chefs they are so there's a lot of everyday language value that you get out of you know, a, a show as, as simple as that. But also, like Lindsay says, you know what to expect. You know, you know they're going to complain about, they're going to find something to complain about. You know they're going to, you know, there's going to be a conversation about the food, etc. So I thought, brilliant. I honestly was really, I thought, yeah, this is great. This is a great idea. That's cool. Mm. For me, it's serials. I love watching TV shows, you know, as as previously confessed with my love of uh, Buffy and Angel, I think that's where that started. I like watching a story told over the course of 10 to 15 TV episodes with good characters and really something where I can get into and where it's moving, etc. So I, I love that kind of show. And I've got lots of recommendations later, later on because I love it. Um, and like Lindsay was saying, she watches, she's more of a YouTube watcher and kind of, again, you 
you do you like following the long story or do you prefer kind of short bursts hmm, i mean with sort of my current routine and stuff finding like i, I kind of actively uh avoid new tv shows that i know are going to be long and i'll like consciously look for something that's a half an hour you know if i'm going to start watching a new series on like uh, like amazon prime it would be like okay it's half an hour that's cool i can watch it if it's like longer than that it's like oh god it's a commitment it's a commitment i just know <laughs> so i think that youtube in that sense kind of fits that in that it's not kind of you're going to have to watch more and more and you're going to follow the story it's just a case of boom short burst and that just fits with with me right now so mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and how do you watch so we previously mentioned guilty learning versus not guilty learning and i want to get into ooh, a topic that is forever and ever debated and i have personally changed my mind about it as well in a way um and that is subtitles or no subtitles and if you do subtitles which language are they going to be in and does it count if you're not watching with subtitles oh no hang on does it count if you're watching with subtitles in your native language so say for me, Ooh. if I'm watching TV in Welsh with English subtitles, does that count as language learning? And does it matter that it counts? I think that's a very good question. I think it depends on where you are at with that language and how you feel about it. So if you, you know, if you, you're in charge after all, right? So if you tell yourself, oh, if I, I, I'm at a good level now, if I watch this with subtitles... It's, it's, I'm, I'm kind of doing myself an injustice. Is that the right word? I'm doing myself an injustice if I watch this with subtitles. Uh -huh. I deserve to to watch it without. You know, you you're in charge of that, so you can decide. I think, but don't worry about it if you are watching something and then it's like, oh, I don't have a clue what's going on here. I need subtitles. That's totally cool. You know, it takes years and years and years and and hours and hours of study. I think to get to the point where you can watch TV with no aid whatsoever and understand exactly what's happening because it's pretty natural TV. You know, you read a book, it's you, you can easily look at the word and do it at your own pace. You watch a film and it's kind of scripted a bit more. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do, do you know what I mean? Whereas TV is just totally boom, natural. And, yeah, and that's that true. Is, is difficult to understand. So, I think that just take that pressure off and don't worry subtitles or not. You can build it up almost from, okay, you're going to start with subtitles in your native language and then move on to subtitles in the language you're learning and then move on to no subtitles. Yes. I think that would be the progression, right? I think that, is, that is definitely the progression. As I was thinking about this, I, was, I really noticed that, that that is kind of... Because first it's about picking out words and I think that's definitely the stage where I'm at with for example um, with Welsh it's that I'm watching something I was, for example I was watching the show Bill Kilwith yesterday mm -hmm. and it's a political drama and they do a lot of you know they, they, they answered the phone and they, they, they used the word Ateb for that but then later on it was also about responding to like a political foe who I don't know was spreading some bad rumors about you on the on the in the newspapers and on the internet, and that also had a tab 
in terms of responding to them. And I just, I got to the point where, you know, you may think this is not efficient learning because I'm watching TV, but really I'm watching this for entertainment and for listening to Welsh and getting comfortable with the sound of the language and kind of, you know, picking out and, you know, training my brain to listen out for stuff, which is another, you know, it's not very measurable success, but I've noticed that that really helps. And equally, you know, at some point you, you kind of hear the one word and even you're reading in the subtitles and you may even read the whole subtitle and you go, I'm expecting this word to come again. And then when it comes, you get a reinforcement. So over the course of this show, I completely learned this word because it came about six times. Yeah. And, you know, okay, I learned one really word of vocabulary thing. in an hour, but equally it's a word that is now, I'm never going to forget that. Mm, absolutely. And, and it's not necessarily always about um, learning 20 words per hour or whatever. You know, sometimes you need the the lesser times of, of kind of hardcore study, you know what I mean? To, to just kind of appreciate that mm. you, you are making progress and that, you know, when you do have those intense periods of study, they do matter because you, you know... Do you see what I'm trying to say? You have to have the, the balance and the sort of ebb and flow and all yeah. that comes alongside that, I think. But Absolutely. No, you, you, as you were saying that, it kind of made me think recently, I watched a Japanese film and um, they said, what was it? I, I can't remember it now, but there was something that they kept saying and, and it was it was that similar thing that you mentioned of the sort of, oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, I learned that the other day. And I think I'd learned it in a lesson and then they said it all the time in this film as well. So I think it was like, which is like, okay, okay, ah, okay, no problem, okay, okay. And it just kept coming up. And then it's like, well, that's it now. I, I definitely know that word. Mm. And there is probably a value of TV that I hadn't thought about before, but I think is huge, is the fact that there is so much repetition in it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because, but it's... You know, yes, it's scripted, but it's natural repetition. It's not the kind of repetition that you force yourself to go through as you review a vocab list. It's just something that comes up again and again and again and again. And because it comes up so many times, two wonderful, um, very serendipitous language learning uh, facts come true, which is number one. It's obviously important in the language because they keep saying it. You know, it's actually something people say. And number yeah. two, it gets said so often that you're not going to forget it. Yep. So watching watching stories on TV, what is your perspective on, say, watching... I mean, I think what we have said about reality TV, I really like that. I really like that because, like you say, it's not scripted. Um, and like listener Chris was saying, it puts you in a situation that is real huh because it's reality tv get it um but in itself i guess it's still a story because you still want to know how it ends yeah i think so i think so but i mean there is a difference um and like i said if i was going to watch kind of a series i'm quite just like it's longer than half an hour each episode that's a big investment of my time and because you know i don't want to start something and not finish it so i have that sort of mentality to things I don't know if you're if you're the same mm. no because I I like to watch for relaxation I think that's that's where some yeah. that's where we come into the other aspect of this which is I'm not learning I'm not watching tv to say reinforce a pattern that I have studied this month or this week 
I'm actually just watching but, it to entertain time, myself. But at the same time, you totally could use it in a more active way, couldn't you? Like, there's, uh, yeah. this is what I love about it as a resource in the, in the idea that you can just kind of casually watch it while you're washing up, while you're cleaning the kitchen, or just while you're sat on the sofa having a hot chocolate. And then at the same time, you can t- then take it and watch one episode when you've got your notebook and you're ready and you're in your study time and you're in that mentality of, right, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to really take my time here. And when they say something, I'm going to try and transcribe whatever that character says, you know, and you can really use it as an activity Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for your active study time. So it's something you can take very actively as well as passively, which is a really, really cool thing. And then I would watch something short. If I'm really going to sit down and like intensively study, there's this wonderful TV show, um, the language I'm learning has a big advantage right now, or I feel, um, which is that they have a whole government behind. It's a minority language that was on the verge of dying out 10 years ago. So now that they've made up their mind that they want people to study this language, they really want people to study this language. Um, and the, I guess you can call it the National Welsh Broadcaster, has a show live on the air that is aimed at English speakers who are learning Welsh because it's such a minority language. And because... Almost everyone in the world, dare I say, is learning Welsh from English. So I guess the whole educational materials thing, um, they've kind of got a straightforward way of doing it. And they've got a show called Hub. And in Hub, it's kind of, they speak Welsh, but they often say it in English as well. And they kind of go really casual with it and then might have, you know, a little bit of conversation. But one of the... One of the presenters of the show is a learner. So it's a it's a show in slightly simpler language and one of the presenters is a learner and the other presenter is a teacher and she explains a lot of what she's saying to him. So extremely beneficial and in that sense. Can I ask a quick question related uh-huh. but slightly off topic? Do you get a Welsh TV channel where you live? Um... I think you can get it on Freeview or, you know, Satellite TV. I think you can get it on Sky if you had Sky, but I don't have Sky. Uh, so where, where, do you, where do you find the, the TV? Online. It's, yeah. Well, it's, it belongs, I think, to the BBC group, so you can get all the shows on iPlayer, BBC iPlayer. Oh, that's interesting. And just something, the quality of the subtitles... In, in these shows is because they are subtitles for they yeah, are the kind of subtitles right. that they make for deaf yeah. people so they also say, you know they say things like the phone rings Ooh. and stuff like that and what they do is they color in the different speakers um, and mm-hmm. they're just you know so they're slightly richer subtitles the quality of the subtitles makes a massive difference to the, the watching experience partly also because I am watching these shows like you are. I am watching these shows with my partner. And at the moment, I'm doing quite the thing to him because we, on Sunday nights, we're watching Deutschland 83, the German spy thriller, followed by, if I can talk him into it, Bio Kelwith, the Welsh political drama. So he's got two hours of foreign language TV with subtitles, two hours where he has to read subtitles. Um, and he's, he's not as nerdy about it as me. And I'm not allowed to talk while this happens but obviously I will go, oh, my God, they just said this. Or, oh, look, this means car. 
or yesterday. Oh, merched was another word that I learned yesterday, which means women, because they were on about a women's shelter being closed down. Um, and so it keeps coming back. So I'm sitting on, on the couch going, merched, merched, merched. And he goes, shut up! <laughs> Because I'm not allowed to, I'm not allowed to talk. But this is the way I'm going to get my, you know, story plus foreign language in. And the, mm. but we have noticed the quality of the subtitles is really significant. The fact that yeah. the subtitles are coloured in, so you know which speaker they belong to, makes a big difference. Definitely. Mm. Where was I going with this? So I don't know. here is a question: Is it embarrassing? to go for a show that is simpler than required and I don't just mean necessarily watching a kids TV show but just do you mean like watching like learner TV oh no definitely not like are I you are you a loser like, if you're even, not watching the news yet no because the news is like the most spontaneous of all the TV in terms of, of language. That's going to be the hardest thing. Don't start with the news. And it, it also, I don't know, I feel like, don't, especially like you mentioned, you're not just talking about kids mm-hmm. TV, but I think kids TV is great. Do, you, well. do like, you watch like a learning Japanese show? Is there is there anything? Um. It's not so much TV, but there is a thing from, oh, what's the name? The, the Japan Foundation, I think. It's called called Erin. It's like a website. But they have, like, short videos, sort of, like, video short video stories. And it's it's kind of probably aimed at kids because, like, she's in a school and stuff. But it's good, you know? What, what they, what they um, are teaching you is, is good. And I, I find things like... Um, Things like Sesame Street, for example, ah. or like Dora the Explorer, when you've got that, again, it's the familiarity, right? Um, I've never like sat down and watched like a whole episode, but just the fact that they exist, I think is cool. And ah. I, I, I don't know, I, I'm more, I guess this fits with the whole idea of, um, of the whole idea, sorry, I'm sorry, I guess this fits with the whole idea of enjoying um, YouTube more so than like a whole brand new hour long episode series. In that I quite like things like introductions to TV shows. Like I've made a playlist like on trailers. Um, no, no. Like I've made a playlist on my YouTube channel of introductions to TV shows in different languages, uh-huh. like kids TV shows. Ah, okay. Yeah, just and it's just those little short things that are like, oh yeah, I love this show. Oh my god, it's in it's in Spanish. That's so cool. You know. Ah, yeah, yeah. I get it. See, I really like learner shows aimed at learners of a foreign language sort of you know where they're like really they're basically a soap opera but there's enough story and I remember when Christian my husband was learning German and because he used to go to evening classes and learn German back in the day when he thought he had to impress my dad um still does right and we he watched this show called Deutsch Plus and Deutsch Plus is from the 90s and it's BBC produced and it's about this guy called Nico and his adventures. Uh, he's from Romania. Uh, I think he might might be a refugee as well. There's about 17 things coming together for this guy. Um, he moves to Cologne and has some adventures and falls in love and takes a job, etc. So it's the classic, you moved abroad. Here are some things that people say. But it, partly because it's 90s um, style. Um, and partly because just the music is very dramatic. 
but also because it's such a good story. This was great to watch. I watched it with him. It was fantastic. We loved watching Nico's Adventures. So Deutsch Plus was fantastic. And Deutsche Welle is a, you know, I, I love recommending national broadcasters, sort of like Deutsche Welle, BBC, um, TV, TV Saint-Monde. TV Saint-Monde, exactly. And uh, Spain's got one as well. Or even Russia today. Oh, um, t- t- TVE, TV. TV. TVE. Uh-huh. TV Air, TVE, um, or Russia Today. So many countries have got a national broadcaster and the national broadcasters tend to have really great video materials and really great stuff for learning a language. So, I mean, I'm watching this thing called the BBC Welsh Challenge, which is basically, it's very basic, but it's, again, it's a little... You know, this lady's having a little conversation and, oh my God, Ed's coming to dinner. What are we going to make Ed for dinner? Um, so it's, this is study TV. And I think maybe I'm just really old school where I'm looking for it. Can I find this kind of thing on YouTube as well? Um, there's definitely like, as well as just your standard sort of YouTube video of whatever it might be, you do have a lot of channels teaching on YouTube, which mm-hmm. is great. And then you have this sort of in-between. So things like Easy Languages, which is an amazing channel. They, they go out into the streets and they just talk to native speakers as subtitles in both languages. Um, they're really good because they're natural, but you have that kind of subtitles. Oh, it's going in the um, show notes. Crutch to fall back on. Yeah, Easy Languages is, a great, languages. is a great one. I think I've seen it mm. as well. Yeah, and I think like it's, Deutsche Welle also does this thing called the German Lab. So they, they go into the street and oh, it's, no, it's called Germany Lab. Um, and it's about prejudices or ideas about what Germany is like and what is Germany really like. So, you, again, you get a bit of cultural immersion as well. Nice. So I think the stories that you can tell using television are so rich and so wonderful. Now, let me just take a little break to re-mention our sponsor today, which is me. Uh, go to SavvyBrandAcademy.com to find out everything you need to join my program taking online teachers from kind of frustrated to happy (laughs) so if you're currently an online teacher if you're considering teaching online and you want a little bit of help getting your getting your marketing not right as in here's how to make a flyer that's not what I do I want to actually help you find your teaching style and something that is consistent has a lot of integrity and help you serve students in the right way. So if you feel like you really want to come in line with yourself and work on that kind of, I think, sense of fulfillment in what you do, that is partly what Savvy Brand Academy is about. And the other half is a full-on marketing masterclass. And I say masterclass because I have an amazing expert speaker coming in and a mastermind, which is what you call groups of people who are on the same path and supporting each other through it so I'm going to set this up it's two months long in terms of the coaching program but the way it is set up this is going to serve you all year and beyond because I will put you together with your mastermind group and give you all the tools to keep running Uh, savvybrandacademy.com is the website for that and now I want to thank a few reviewers because we have been Lindsay we've been getting so many reviews in December Yay, that's awesome. I know. I know there's, there's three new reviews. So I'm very, very excited, guys. Please do review us in iTunes because not only do we read your reviews, but we also get really excited about them. And I'm going to 
really- and it makes a difference as well doesn't it in terms of of absolutely by people finding you on itunes there's so much out there so that just yeah, by the it way does make a difference. and if you don't want to write anything feel feel free to not write anything if you just want to give us four or five stars go for it that still makes a difference and it's the only way that our podcast can be visible and new people can discover us so the podcast reviews that we've been getting is we've got two from the uk saying fantastic been listening to this podcast for a couple of months i've been started to now started to regularly read the blogs and listen to the older podcasts it's a fantastic resource and this person in particular says we feature interviews with the rising stars of contemporary language learning scene kirsten and Lindsay are the brightest young podcasters we've been called young twice now Lindsay. um full of fun wonderfully engaging but consistently intelligent informed and brilliant to listen to the star of this podcast is content 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 or maybe we're just very content stars um it's <laughs> jam-packed and fantastically useful so Hunsenby Shepherd, thank you so much oh my god oh, I'm blushing here this is really nice um we've got this is a great listen for anyone passionate about languages and how to learn them great discussion full of tips really interesting and varied guests and finally we've got a review from the USA Starburst 85 yay we haven't really got that many from the USA so I'm just super excited about this one it says you can feel the passion and excitement from the presenters and we don't only cover language learning strategies but also interesting ways that language influences culture and how we experience the world around us. So thank you very much Hunsenby Shepherd, Poker Paul from the UK and Starburst 85 from the US of A. You guys, thank you so much. You've, you've made a massive difference to the podcast. You really have. Okay. Oh, they're all really lovely reviews. Aren't they? I, I know there wasn't any yeah. review that sort of says, these two people are so boring. If, if that's what, how you feel, you're still listening to us 45 minutes into the show, feel free to put that out. I mean, it's, it's fine. <laughs> but, oh. but also, I think it's also really valuable to tell people in real life. Tell a friend as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell a friend. And because sometimes you have to, you know, they don't know what podcasts are yet and you have to install the podcast app on their phone. Um, and, you know, you, you are going to help them discover the Creative Language Learning Podcast, which is a work of passion for, for Lindsay and for me and a work of passion for you to listen to because it shows how much you're you're into this and you might just help them discover and feel encouraged to get started. Language learning makes the world a better place does indeed have you ever watched a tv show um silicon valley silicon valley no it's a comedy show it's a kind of parody of uh the tech scene in silicon valley and every single app every single company that is um you know looking for venture capitalist uh, money etc so it's the crazy world of silicon valley and they're always proclaiming to make the world a better place so just like oh. Uber, for example, the you know the taxi company making the world a better place. Yeah. Uh, anything, anything at all. Facebook making the world a better place. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, here we are, the Creative Language Learning Podcast, actually making the world a better place by encouraging you to learn languages and helping you with a few ideas and with cool things to watch in foreign languages. So we have arrived at the final part of our podcast, and I want to give a special shout out first of all to. This new, I don't know what, I don't know what to call it. What do you call Walter Presents? Like a campaign? Feature, feature perhaps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Channel 4 in the UK, if you are a listener in the UK or you've got access to Channel 4 somehow, 
look out for this thing called Walter Presents. I've also put it in the show notes. Walter Presents is... Walter is... I don't know if Walter is real. Channel 4 says Walter is a guy. I don't know. Have you seen the advert? Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah, bald, it's bald guy with glasses. It's creepy. Yeah. Yeah, it's really creepy. So Walter is a creepy guy. <laughs> Uh, what was a creepy guy who likes watching foreign language television and he scouts out the best international television films and box sets for channel four so they've employed this walter person someone tell us if he's real i don't know and walter presents in a practical sense is somewhere that you can go i think it's walterpresents.com as well where you can go to find an awful lot of now subtitled foreign language TV. And as a German expat living in the UK, I have missed this for so long and I can't tell you how excited I am every single week to hear my native language and see it subtitled and be able to watch this with my friends and make them watch it because it's subtitled and they don't have to learn German to enjoy a German show with me. It's just amazing. Um, so And also because, I guess, because it's been like picked out as like this is good people i guess are more willing to watch it even if they're not learning the language right yeah yes you're yeah. you're right it's it takes away i think it's it's fantastic it's actually making the world a better place because it's helping people not just discover new things to watch but also it's bringing in it well it's supporting the film and television industries of other countries that aren't english speaking which can't hurt at all but also it's bringing in different perspectives of how things are done and it's just opening, you know, it's opening maybe Britain up to different perspectives. There goes hope. Um, and this all started out with three different shows, or I think it, it they made a big, big difference. And these were very popular in the UK, have been popular for a while. Lindsay, tell me if you've ever heard any of these. Um, they're okay. Danish shows, and one of them is half in Danish, half in Swedish. And they're called... Is it set on a bridge? Yeah, there's between... one. That's right. I've been on that bridge. Wow. I don't know what the show's about. Did you I get, just know did I've been you, on that bridge. I was going to say, did you get killed? <laughs> did you get killed on a bridge? <laughs> no. She didn't. The She's still about? on the show. No. That's but right. I, no, no. I don't know what it's about. Oh, it is the best. Spies, right? Yeah, it's a crime show. So it's a police. Yeah. It's a it's like a police procedural show. That's what shows are called when you watch the police solve a case. It's called. This the... seems to be the thing lately in the UK. Like if if you are creating a foreign language TV show and you want to get shown on in the UK, make it about the police. Yeah, better shoot someone. Seems to be the thing, right? Yeah. This People is, love it. This has been a huge thing. I've always, I mean, in, in Germany, we've got this show that runs on every Sunday, has been running since, I don't know, 1972 or something. It's called Tatort, which means scene of the crime. And in Germany, the big book is, industry is full of crime novels. So if, you know, if someone, I don't know, if someone has a case to solve, I'm there. I'm, I'm conditioned as a German to love anything, a krimi. Love it. So I... we've got bored of Midsummer Murders. I, oh. True. True. Yeah, you must have got. No one's left. No one's left in Midsummer to murder. So <laughs> we've gone. We've gone to uh, foreign shores. <laughs> we've gone to foreign shores and brought back three shows <laughs> called The Killing, or two shows called The Killing and The Bridge, which are Danish or Danish slash Swedish. Um, but there's also the political drama Borgen, where nobody gets killed, Lindsay, and it's a Danish TV show about um, the Danish prime minister. 
who is a lady in this show. Uh, so it's more of a political drama. Now, I also want to re mention a show called Spiral, which is the French equivalent of that particular crime show genre, and a show called Les Revenants, The, the Returned, I think it, it got translated as, it got remade in America. Uh, in the USA, it seems that you guys like to just completely remake the shows, but go looking for the originals if you're learning a foreign language. So Les Revenants is a show where the dead people come back to life. It's very beautiful. It's French and you can get it with English subtitles, of course. It's quite easy to get it with French subtitles as well. Um, that might be worth checking out. And then special shout out to, you can get this on Netflix, uh, a show called Salamander. And Lindsay, this is why Salamander is cool. It's another crime show. Okay. It's half... Oh. So much crime. Sorry, carry on. I know, so much crime. I do love it. Um, it's half French. Half like I say, Midsummer's, en Midsummer's Empty now. Midsummer's Empty. Oh, Midsummer the Place. Midsummer is a, Br Midsummer a fictional British place yeah, where sorry, people get killed, seemingly. I've never seen it. <laughs> I'll put it on my list. No, me neither. <laughs> so, Salamander is a show. It's half in French and half in Flemish. But it's not Ooh. actually half-half. And there are conversations where one character will ask the other something in French and the other one will just re respond in Flemish. And it's because it's a Belgian show. So I was fascinated That sounds like my kind of thing. Yeah, bilingual. So interesting. So interesting. That's one of the things in the bridge as well. It's um, when you can actually hear yeah. a difference between the Swedish and the Danish. It's, it's very exciting. So those are... You know, they're not necessarily like advanced next level language, but they're like an added level of cool if you're a language nerd. Salamander and the Bridge, the bilingual shows. And finally, just to finish off, is Beokelwif, which I've mentioned before, and Hinterland, which is a thing called Unguil. In they are Welsh shows. There is Hub, which is the show for Welsh learners. And in German, if you're a German learner, you've previously heard about Lindsay and me loving Daniel Brühl. And he is in Goodbye Lenin and The Educators, which are movies that you can quite easily get hold of if you do require the subtitles. You can get the DVD and switch from English subtitles to German subtitles as you become more familiar with the text. And finally, there is Deutschland 83, which is a TV show that is on in the UK right now. Um, it, I think it's already run in Germany. I, it's produced by RTL in Germany. And last week I asked my dad about this, but he doesn't watch RTL because, I quote, they only show nonsense. So they, <laughs> yeah, they got a special hit uh, with Deutschland 83, which is set in Germany in 1983, and it gives you that wonderful um, Cold War, East Germany versus West Germany perspective. Incredible, incredibly interesting for anyone who is interested in uh, contemporary German history, which I think is, is one of the most interesting periods of Germany, the way we developed from, say, 1950 to the year 2000, used to be two countries, became one country. Uh, so much went on. You didn't, didn't you know, Lindsay, that in Germany we had our own terrorists? Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 like, abducted people and blew up shopping centers and abducted planes. They're called the Red, oh, Red Army Fraction in the 19... I think the Red Army Fraction finally really officially finished in the 90s, but they were most active in the late 60s and 70s. And there's also a film that oh, I wow. can recommend you. It's called 
the Bader-Meinhof complex, and Bader and Meinhof are two people who were in the leadership of this um, German... And was this, where were they, were they like based in East or West Germany? West Germany, West Germany. Right. And it was sort of, it, it, it had it, its origin in the youth rebellions of the 1960s in Europe, where many, many young people kind of rebelled against society and you know the way things were and in Germany that had an extra flavor of many kids kind of turning to their parents and you know sort of teenagers when you realize your parents are actually just people um and the world around you is made of people and damn it um but there was an extra kind of harsh flavor to this because a lot of I think German mid-60s teenagers turned around and realized that their parents used to be Nazis So this is really rich, really fascinating social history. I think that Germany has Mm -hmm. to offer for anyone in the 1950s to to, probably to now, to now, but definitely to reunification. It's a a period of German history that I I love. I think it's really, really interesting. And if you're into that, Deutschland 83 will give you a bit of perspective. It's cool. It's really cool. Um, as will the Badermine of Complex, that film about the German terrorists. Hmm. I might just watch that Deutschlander eighty three then. Ah, I feel like I've, yeah. I've got I've got a skill of talking you into saying you'll watch something because I tried that with Buffy, but then you didn't watch Buffy. Not yet, but it's that same. It's the same thing. It's just I haven't found it yet. Like on you know Amazon Prime or whatever. Ah, so. it is on Netflix. I don't have Netflix. Ah, so yeah. this is something I wanted to just get back to because you've been, you've mentioned Amazon Prime a few times. How do you find mm. foreign TV shows on Amazon Prime, and how do you find it for that kind of thing? Is it good? Um, it's okay. I use it mostly to watch um, like English language stuff. If I'm honest, so I mean, it's films. Films are quite good. Like they've got a couple of films on there. They've got. Um, I don't know the proper whole name. It's like A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, that film, which seems to be like, I hear good things about all over the place. So I've kind of got that in the watch list at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and a film called Wild Tales, which I think is Spanish. I think it's produced or like presented by um, um, Pedro Amadova, who's like a huge, just brilliantly clever, funny um, Spanish film director. Um but yeah, the, the, so for films, I think it's better. I've never really used it for TV, for foreign TV. Okay. So I don't know, but I haven't. I haven't really looked. Yeah. So foreign films, check out Amazon Prime. Uh, foreign TV. See what see what you can get online. I think uh, if you are in the UK, definitely try Vicky as well for TV. Try, try Vicky. Oh yeah, Vicky sounds mm. great. There's Hulu. People like Hulu. And mm. there's also, um, if you're in the UK, like I said, Walter Presents. And if you're particularly interested in German television, um, the, the German broadcasters make their stuff freely available. So there's no regional restrictions. So you, if you're in America, you can watch the German news every day the same way that Germans do. And then finally, in terms of prob- possibly the least restrictions, I'm not sure, um, YouTube, obviously. And, oh, yes. Oh, and something that's really cool with YouTube is um, Yabla. Yabla, Yabla. Oh yes, yeah. of course. Yes. And they take they take so they take kind of um, short videos like YouTube content and add the subtitles. It's all curated. It's all ready for you. You've got quizzes and everything. It's really really great. That's 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 a cool 
cool service if you're struggling to find stuff. Yeah, and yeah, Yabla kind of takes the whole searching time out and I've watched yeah, it. Yeah, that got can take so long. Pitch corrected replay as well. So you can make things slower, mm. you can make things faster. But the people don't sound like this or like this. Um, but instead they sound like normal people. Hmm. Which I liked. I liked. Just valuable. Yeah, and I think they do a little quiz with the subtitles as well, like a fill in the blank. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, there's a quiz as well. Mm. It's good. So it's it's like YouTube for learners, YouTube for learners of languages, YouTube for language learners. Yabla yeah. and YouTube. Okay, Lindsay, what would you say was the takeaway from this show? Um, I think for me, probably Deutschland AC3, because it sounds like something that I think I could watch together with Ashley because we teams we we have we have obviously like we have similar tastes in terms of TV and stuff. But then he'll want to watch something like Sherlock or Doctor Who, and I'm like, it's too long, too much drama. Whereas if Sherlock or Doctor Who was in a foreign language, I might be interested in that. I could I could that's worth my time. Ah. But so Deutschland eighty three sounds like a good compromise. I think. Yes. Yeah, it's well, it's that great mixture yeah. between story um, and, you know, just the proof that non-English speaking countries do produce some great, great television Absolutely. or films yeah. or stories. So that's our tip for you for this week. Try and watch Deutschland 83 if you can get hold of it. And I'll put some links in the show notes to maybe help you. Uh, try and get a hold of it and let us know in the comments and the podcast or send us an email or leave a review and let us know if you're watching anything by yourself okay uh, i think that's it for episode number 31 of the creative language learning podcast <laughs> forgot the name of the show then halfway from saying it um creative oh, no. language learning podcast i think we got very creative today and there was so so much about watching tv and ultimately I thought this was going to be this super heavy debate about whether it counts as real study time. And I think very early on in the show, we realized it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You are in control of your own learning. And if you feel like you're learning something from it, then don't let anybody else tell you you're not. So, you know, get off get off the internet or, or get on the internet and get on YouTube <laughs> or <laughs> and, and start start finding what works for you. And with that, and with Lindsay's house falling down, seemingly, I'm going to say goodbye for the day. Thanks for listening to the Creative Language Learning Podcast, guys. Don't forget to subscribe and to rate the podcast in iTunes or on Stitcher. That's always very much appreciated. If you have any feedback or you've got any questions, you can email me, Kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N, at fluentlanguage.co.uk, or you can find me on Facebook, Fluent Language Tuition, or on Twitter, at Kirsten Hammers, that is K-E-R-S-T-I-N-H-A-M-M-E-S. 